Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. Thank you guys for tuning in as always. Of course, it's been a minute. You know, we're busy out here, guys. We're students as well while doing this. And first off, a big, huge congratulations to my boy Adam, the graduating man out here. You know what it is? It's a sad life. It's, it's not too sad, bro. Big things are on the horizon. Yeah. I'm excited for the future, but that was, it's been a grieving week. Of a how, great four years in Ohio State. How bad was it, the graduation? Oh my God, it was it was raining during <laughs> it. And then it was humid out and mm. we're all wearing black robes. And my parents, where they were sitting, the stadium echoes, so they couldn't even hear any of the speeches. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends like left to go get food and just like, kind of sat in the inside of the stadium for the whole time. So yeah, it was whatever. Who was the speaker? Moment. It was a very famous lawyer named Brian Stevenson, who I've actually okay. read his book. So he was a good speaker, but no one could really hear him because of the echo in the stadium. Tragic. But, it's funny, man, because yeah. it's like one of those things you have to go to, right? Like, like a certain wedding yeah. or a certain funeral. This is a graduation. You have to go, right? You don't want any regrets. But let me tell you guys how lame it was. And hey, this is no hate at OSU, <laughs> but it really is a hate on OSU. You go there, right? This is for the undergrads. You go there. You sit there for like two hours. Then the last 10 seconds of the graduations, it, it's, oh, undergrad. Oh, yeah, we forget about you. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's your... Stand up, uh, yeah. Here's your thing. Stand up. Congrats. Cool, and I'll get out of here. It's been like 10 seconds, and it's like, what was I here for? But, yeah, hey. They don't even say your name. Hey, they don't say your name, but I understand it's a big school, so no hate on OSC. We still yeah. love you. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised. They didn't even do like a smaller graduation for the business school. Hey, man. But they took your money. Now you're, now you're useless yeah. to them. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> but then they'll ask for a donation mm-hmm. if I get rich. Oh, facts. Then they'll ask for the donation money, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> But my boy, uh, what is your playlist title and leading single? Well, title, Graduation, leading single, my favorite song from Graduation, we're going to go Champion. Man, I love you 10 times more. You got good taste. Is that your favorite song? It's, yeah, I would definitely say it's one of. I, I think the can't tell you can't tell me nothing is just, yeah. it is just an epitome of, that, that song right there is just mm, classic. Yeah, I love it. Tell me what it takes yeah. to be number one. Tell me. Oh, I love that's it. number two. I'll probably say that's number two for me on that album. I love that song, Champion. Man. Uh, what's, song. what's your title? What you been up to? I know you've been uh, applying for your PA schools. Yeah, it's just been Much a Much different grind than I'm going through. It's been a grind of graduate school and anything, but we're keeping our head up and we're seeing, you're seeing what is. And of course, that's been taking some time off of this. Me and Adam, me and Adam are, of course, so dedicated and we're going to push this as far as we can. But what I wanted to say my playlist title was, it's called The Controversy. The leading single is going to be Bang Bang by Dr. Dre off 2001. If you know that song, shout out to you. Uh, Eminem, Eminem wrote that verse for Dre, and he's also on the chorus as well. But the reason I say the controversy is because I saw this tweet, and me, before this, me and I were talking about LaTyler, um, but I saw this tweet by, shout out to Avatar Benji. He said, music right now is just like the movies to me. Big budgets, shitty plots, unnecessary remakes nobody asked for, awful performances, real nice packages, presentation with no substance, and real gems are hidden deep within a bottomless library of access. That's a large comparison to what was once. And that's how I feel what's, go- what's going on in the music industry right now. I mean, I feel like maybe this is how it's always been. When I look back and see the music scene, the main stage back then. People were seriously talented. Yeah, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Even the 90s, early 2000s, Justin Timberlake, uh, Christina Aguilera, you know. When I look at the mainstream stage, I mean, there are these artists that, and I don't want to really trash them, you know, like, I feel like that's also hateful if you're nobody. Yeah. You're just shitting on these people who've obviously worked hard to get where they're at. Well, there's obviously a lot better talent uh, 
underneath them that aren't getting the looks and the push. But labels obviously look for essentially um, gimmicks. I'm not going to lie. Gimmicks and people who Mm -hmm. can cause controversy to sell records and to create hype and promotion and TikTok and all that stuff. So I don't know. What do you think? I like like the comparison to movies. And I saw a tweet yesterday. Who's the director of Star Wars? Uh, George Lucas. Come on now. George Lucas. I was, th- I was thinking George R. R. Martin. I'm like, that's Game of Thrones. He's an <laughs> author. Um, George Lucas was saying how in Russia in the seventh or during World War II, they had mm-hmm. more freedom than directors in America, even though you think America is this whole free place. Yeah. Because of the movie industry, they had to make movies in a certain way. And in Russia, like all you had to do was not talk about the government. Besides that, you could do whatever. <laughs> and I think it's similar in the music industry. For one, there's just so many artists now. Mm-hmm. There's so many artists. And in the 2000s, it's, I see this tweet all the time. But it's like you would buy an album and on song three, you, you'd be like, shit, I bought the bad album for $13. <laughs> it's like you could only digest so much music at a time because you had to buy an album in full and you mm-hmm. had to listen to the album in full and in order. And I don't know, maybe if – I wonder if albums that were released in the 90s and 2000s were released now, would we have a different opinion because we would just digest it so much faster and pass through it versus really sitting with it for a week? Because that's all you had in your car. And like you ha- you're like, oh, I paid $13 for this. I have to listen to this enough times to get the worth out of it. So I think that's part of it. And it's just there's so many artists out there that I'm sure if you wanted to find really creative out there people, they're probably not signed to a record label unless they got big already, if that makes sense. Yeah. Someone like Kendrick has full freedom because he's proven it. And J. Cole proved that he doesn't need features on his album. He doesn't need singles. He drops 2014 Four Cell Drive. So you kind of need that prove it record before you can do other things. But yeah, in the mainstream, you're not going to find too much creativity out of what's been popular right now. That is true because you're at a limit, of course, because the label has such high restrictions for the artist. But I think it just depends, of course, on the contract as well and what the artist is already doing. And what we were talking about earlier was, and we're going to talk about it. You're going to get flamed. I don't know if you will or won't. But um, Adam was talking about Tyler, and I'm not really familiar with him. I do see him on certain advertisements and stuff like recommended and whatnot. He pops up. Adam was asking, how is he getting these placements, essentially? Like, how is he getting these big... uh, like retweets, following, promotion. And like I told Adam, man, when you join a label, and that's why, and I'm not a label hater. I, I don't know where that came from. Maybe I've been expressing yeah, yeah. it like that, but I'm not a label hater. Kind of are. I, honest, yeah. Am I though? I see, I see. Okay, I see, I see. Okay, okay. But <laughs> I, I don't mind. Actually, I like labels. I think people or artists make the mistake of not understanding what a label is. A label is a bank. And people yeah. have said that the label's doing this and that. That's what you signed. You also need to realize you wouldn't be who you are if it wasn't for the label. So yeah, they're taking majority of your money, but you're still getting paid. You know, like there's mm-hmm. a reason why these top artists like Drake, Taylor Swift, and whoever aren't complaining about labels. Yes, they're probably grossing, let's say, like five million, and Taylor gets, I don't know, eight hundred thousand or even a million. Yeah, they took mm-hmm. the rest, but you're still a freaking millionaire. You know, and yeah. I know those numbers didn't match up completely, but you get my point. Like obviously, they're taking yeah. a good proportion of it, but you're still getting paid. For those who aren't getting paid as much, then it's a problem. But you need to understand, yeah. it's a business. That's what you signed up for. Yeah. I was talking to someone who worked A&R for 10 years. And what she was telling me was that the job has completely shifted. So 10 years ago, it was surfing the music blogs, trying to find new artists, which is a very fun way to find new music. And to the Le Tyler comment, what I told Sam before this, is I think that there's no more really, people don't really care about music blogs anymore. But now these Twitter, these people on Twitter are basically music blogs. They're sharing their opinions. People like Joey Hip Hop and... 
um, Rap Talk. I think that's his name. Oh, Rap Talk. And there's all these different ones that we, we all know that have mm-hmm. 50,000 plus followers. And that's kind of a new type of blog that they're mm-hmm. tweeting Twitter threads about good music. Um, but yeah, A&R's changed now that it's more numbers-based now. So it's based on what has more TikTok views. So maybe now instead of looking for creative and real art that they did on the blogs back in the day when someone like Chance the Rapper randomly popped up after their 10-day and blogs are talking about him, now it's say, and this is no disrespect to Armani White. He's a really good artist. Mm. But he's made songs that I see people dancing to on TikTok and keep having challenges done. So it's like maybe his music is blowing up for the wrong reason. I'm sure he's so happy with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Maybe that's not how he intended it to just be for a dance. And maybe the label saw him and signs him and says, we want more of that, but we're not going to let you release more of this, even though you want to release more of this. Man, I really wish you didn't open that that Pandora's box right there. You said that name, Armani White. <laughs> yeah. um, first off, shout out to my guy. You know, I'm not going to hit on any black man making his bread and he's yeah. popping right now. He's doing his thing, right? I've, obviously, everyone heard of this guy because he made the song Billie Eilish. Dot, 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 Billie Eilish, right? That song blew up. Yeah. I heard that song. I'm like, man, I hate that song. Why do I hate it? Because it's not something, it's a, It's hard to say. It's not a talent, but it's a talent to capitalize on opportunity. Billie Eilish is popping. Yeah. What if I made a meme song and I made like a With Billie Eilish twist and I make a music video and um, be, make a parody of her videos? People will go crazy for that. That's a talent in itself. But was it something like he created a real um, thought-provoking, talented, talented song? No. And I also felt like he was milking off somebody else's name. Kind of like what Token does when he's like, um, like what, what is it? Like, hi, J. Cole, oh, like, or hi, Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. Bro, like, you're just using their name for clickbait. And I hate that all yeah. in itself because it's, un- un- it's un- authentic. Um, yeah. But Artists do that all yeah. the time with name brands, like mm-hmm. the song Balenciaga. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. Balenciaga and Prada. Mm-hmm. It's like, what does that even mean? They're kind of just name dropping things that we know in our mm-hmm. culture. And it's, it gets catchy because it's like, oh, I know that thing. Or I know that artist. Or I know yeah. that movie. But little do you know, his name popped up again for me. I'm like, oh, what's, what's he been up to? I've only known him for the Billie Eilish. Oh, dang, he signed a record label. Oh, dang, he has a song with Denzel now? Oh, dang, he's dropping yeah. an album now and he has these features? Like, that's what a label can do for you. Um, and yeah. again, it's not even about talent. per se. That's a big thing people forget. It's not about talent anymore. It's about marketability. Can we market you? And will people buy you? Will people buy your image, your fashion, your, your, your controversy, your, you know, whatever it is, you know? You got to be marketable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and he is talented. And I think he released a song that I saw on my Twitter feed the other day that seemed a little bit more conscious and more deep. Mm. But yeah, he has the other one where it's like what Denzel Curry was like, goaded, 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 and I just see yeah. people dancing to it. And that's what art, <laughs> that's what labels are looking for now. Mm-hmm. And say, uh, for example, Seth Such is someone that we're a fan of, he's mm. an independent oh, yes. artist, mm-hmm. and he might make a really cool TikTok of his really good song, but no. A girl's not posting that video with her dancing to it. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's just what it is right now. Yeah. So that's why me and you, we personally prefer Twitter because that's our way of finding artists that we really think are good, such as seeing someone like Chris Patrick rise up. It wasn't from a TikTok. It was from, I remember it was a YouTube video of him rapping with mm-hmm. like lights in the background and he's spazzing for four minutes. But that's because it's me. That's like what me and you appreciate in music mm-hmm. versus maybe something that's a little bit more gimmicky. Well, let me tell you this. That route um, that many artists do take, and I'll call it the easy route. Um, I don't want to say selling out. That might be harsh. But doing things you creatively don't want to do and don't inspire you in order to blow up quick. In the long run, it will catch up to you. You said that music blogs don't matter anymore. I'll even push back on that. The new 
young and coming up generation, the people who like music, the typical consumer, they not, they may not be looking at these blogs. But I'm telling you, those who are really behind the scene, really working for these industries, really know what's going on. Um, just like jazz, someone like jazz, they're reading these blogs. They're uh-huh. looking at the Pitchfork and Billboard Pro, seeing what's up, yeah. some market tips and stuff like that. And in the long run, that will do you much more favor. It'll just take a lot more time, of course, to blow. But in the long run, it will help you. Yeah. And I just think music blog has shifted from like just being a website because you can consider what we're doing blogging. We're just doing a mm-hmm. podcast form. So they, I'm sure they pay attention to what's Joe Budden talking on his podcast about? What music is mm-hmm. he listening to? Or what music is Fantano in reviewing? Because those like long form album reviews are what's popular right now versus maybe reading an article. Yeah, I personally like reading articles because I just enjoy reading. And you're real. You passed yeah. the test. Congrats. But, <laughs> but people like people watching Fantana or um, what's his name? Uh, who's the other one? Sean C. Sean C. Mm-hmm. Like that's another version of a music blog. That's true. That maybe record labels find people from that. Mm-hmm. So they say, yeah, it's just changing. Like it's no longer just reading. It's just different outlets for it. But yeah, I've never been on team gimmicky. There's a way to make music that's very catchy and popular. I think Amine is a great example of someone who makes such good and unique music but consistently makes songs that I think are like pretty like catchy hit songs. Mm-hmm. Like he released Caroline, but he didn't just make a bunch of Carolines after that. He's That's made nice. other popular songs, mm-hmm. but they're like unique poppy songs. They're mm-hmm. not like trying to get on top of a trend poppy songs. Yeah. He's sent to a label, right? Yeah, I think so. And that's and impressive guess- too, yeah. We can use this as a transition to talk about Amina mm-hmm. because I'm just a huge fan of him. Mm-hmm. He's someone that there's certain people out there, maybe like a Frank Ocean, that to me just consistently drop catchy things that just get stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Amina is one of those guys. So him and the legendary Keichinata are dropping their collab album on Keichinata, April 19th, featuring Freddie Gibbs, which I'm hyped for that because he's flown on Keichinata mm-hmm. beats before. Big Sean, I think that's going to be great. Snoop Dogg, definitely fitting that summer vibe. Goodness. And more people. Um, so first, I'm just so excited for that. I think that's going to be possible album of the year. I trust him. Mm-hmm. But what are some of your dream collaborations? Because recently, that's become a new thing, whether it be artists and producers teaming up for full mm-hmm. projects or if it's just two artists coming back together. Uh, who are some people you think about? You know, I really was going to stand by my point and say I'm excited for no one because they all suck. But I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking, though. But Come on a real note, um, hip-hop-wise, man, um, again, I know I've been a little bit uh, critical over hip-hop just because I feel like there hasn't been anything new or refreshing. But well, there is one thing I truly am excited for. And if Doja Cat can really do this, man, I, I, will, I, will, I will go crazy for it. If she can make a rap album, get the label to pump that. And this is the thing, too, that people don't realize. And I was hearing this from the Rory and Maul podcast as well. Um, I think it was Maul, No, Rory made this claim that if Doja made an album with Alchemist and these people, it would be better. It could be possibly be better than even a J. Cole album dropping that year. Not because that she's going to spit better than J. Cole, but the fact that she's going to have all the resources, not just Dreamville and his own camp, but she's going to have the whole ex- uh, expense of her um, rec- you know, record yeah. team um, to make these rap songs perfection. And of course, the fact that she's a big pop artist means they can't be niche. They won't be these um, uh, you know, underground alchemist beats. They will be refined commercial rap hit that people will die for and love for. And but we saw what that was th- on the Kill Bill with uh, yeah. SZA. Hey, but maybe they won't be. I mean, I'm not sure how much control she has and maybe mm-hmm. the label says no, but I know for a fact, because Alchemist tweeted it, that mm-hmm. they have music together. And yeah. she's a good rapper. Like that remix for Kill Bill, mm-hmm. like she's a very skilled rapper. and She's just a good rapping voice. 
So that was my number one collaboration. I wrote Doja Cat and the Alchemist. Nice. Because I think they can make some fire. Do you have anyone else on your list? That's it. As of right now, that's, that's I think. Because I mean, who, I don't know, unless I'm missing some, who am I missing? You're, you're going to, I got a little creative with this. This next okay. one's not creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Big Sean and the Alchemist because mm. my song of the year currently is Palisades California by Larry June featuring mm-hmm. Big Sean. That's the song I rapped over for my music video. Yep. Like, I'm obsessed with it. And people are tweeting, they're like, all you got to do is throw a rapper on an Alchemist beat and they start rapping about like mature stuff and it sounds <laughs> great. Like that Big Sean verse was his first time ever on yeah. an Alchemist beat. Would love more of that. Mm-hmm. This one's a little more creative. Lil Wayne over a full album of Tyler the Creator production. Because mm. my biggest thing with Lil Wayne, I don't like his beat choice usually. And his songs with Tyler, when he produces on those like more flowery, summery beat, jazzy beats, I think... Dropping Seeds, one of my favorite songs on Flower Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, the, what's the name of the song on Call Me If You Get Lost? It's my favorite song on the album. I'm just blanking um, on it. Yeah, with the feature. I forget the name. Keep talking. I'll remind you real quick. Yeah. Uh, that's like my favorite song on the album. So I think Lil Wayne over that like live drum production, that's something that I would love. And I think it could actually happen. And then at number four, I think these two guys are so funny and have similar music tastes. They can make a good album. Anderson Pack and Freddie Gibbs. Mm. So I'm just gonna throw it out there. So I thought, <laughs> I thought Freddie Gibbs would have fit perfectly on, on um, Silk Sonic's album on one of the songs because they talk their shit on some of these songs in like an inappropriate way, mm-hmm. and Freddie Gibbs would have fit perfectly, I think, because he's hilarious. Do they so have I, a song you, together already? Or am I mistaken? They probably do. They're in like the same like music friend group. They would but kill. I it. think a whole album of them like. Maybe Anderson Pack rapping and doing the choruses, mm-hmm. Freddie on some of that like live drum, Catronada type production or like mm-hmm. Mad Lib. Yeah, wait, they have oh, they have Palm Olive. No. Yeah, Palm Olive on Bandana. Oh, um, um Giannis. Giannis. Oh, Giannis, Giannis. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. What a great right. song. Yep. What a great song. It's it's already proven that it would work. <laughs> um, I think that'd be great. Honestly, though, that was a really solid list. The song was Hot Wind Blows. That was another Lil Wayne killed it. Yeah. Um I think another one I'm excited for, obviously it's already happening, but that Amina and Kitchenada product, like you said, of course he's known for Caroline. Um, and me and Adam were arguing about this too a while ago. Uh, it was the fact that I said that Amina hasn't become mainstream yet because if you go and ask a typical any person, ordinary person, can you name me five Amina songs that isn't Caroline or um, Reel It In? It would be us. <laughs> It'd yeah. be us. Or okay, some list some songs that are randomly titled on his recent project, the Hyper Pop album. I know the songs, yeah. but I don't know the, the title names. But yeah. the fact that he's working with K Tronada, so and so esteemed, man, he's really gonna drop potential one of the best albums of the year. And that guy's a real talented man. Great songwriter, yeah. um, great chorus finder. He's got it all. Yeah. It's gonna be a summary album. It's coming out right in time for the summer. I think it's gonna be fire. Yeah. Amine is someone that every album changes his sound and he can make those. He can make great hit sounding music. And you say he's not mainstream, which is fine. He just has a dedicated fan base, which mm-hmm. in some cases is better because you can do this experimental stuff and your fan base still sticks by you versus everyone throwing you to the curb because you're mainstream and you didn't make what the mainstream wants at that time. Exactly. You know, also one artist I might be excited for, and that's it. Jack Harlow. Um, we all okay. know Jack Harlow dropped his recent project. I already forgot the title. Yo, Jack, man. <laughs> Okay, I hated the cover. You were hating I hated on it the title. Yeah. And yes, I was hating on it before. Not hating, but more so concerned. 
I was concerned because I'm like, oh, this is sudden. He didn't take enough uh, long of a break, and I, I personally didn't like the cover or whatever. He impressed me so much with this album, and I've always been excited about Jack. I've always been a fan of Jack, but I feel like if he gets with the right team, some right producers, I don't know who we can collaborate with, but if he can find some top-tier producers to make another great rap album like this, that'll be a collaboration I'll be excited for. Yeah, and yeah the way I he's mean, going is great. Similar to the Doja Cat thing, I mean, this is an example of him not picking the normal beats that he's done in the past, which I think he's always been really great at picking out beats. These were all like soul sample beats he was trying to get on his rap and shit. Mm-hmm. The cover, a little cringy because he has also, he's like very honest about this. He's not a poor rapper. Mm-hmm. So like, why are you taking your picture shirtless in front of like, <laughs> like an underprivileged area? Yeah. Just like, could have done it like in front of his high school or something. Yeah. But it was a good album. Um, I like, I had to re-listen to it a couple more times. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's rapping, he's rapping his ass off. He's like not a top tier lyricist, but he's rap, he's flowing over these beats. He's got a good mm-hmm. voice. Some good choruses on there. They're like pretty simple choruses. Like mm-hmm. they don't love it. Uh, they don't love yeah. it. I won't. I like that song. Man, that's the, that's my least favorite. I think because that was when he made a really? music video. And that's the one that was starred, right? Yeah. Nah, I'm sorry. Anyways, I'm anti no, anything no. popular. I hate. Um, there are so many <laughs> better songs on there, dude. And the fact that he actually and he always he's always been doing this. This is nothing new. But the fact he went back to storytelling, we need that in hip hop. That's been like yeah. a declining thing. People aren't storytelling yeah. anymore. Uh, I forget what the track name was called, but it was basically about how he knew uh, a guy, basically uh, about yeah. guys and all their toxic traits, and one sexually abused another, and what was the other? Something else. But I forget I the story, but yeah. I saw, I saw people talking about that one on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think I listened to it once. But yeah, storytelling is so important. And I mean, MGK just coming in like he's Eminem or Nas <laughs> trying to beef with Jack Harlow. It's kind of, I mean, you kind of like MGK. I think it's like mm-hmm. sad. Like, why are you just... Trying to beef with the guy because he's white and you're also white. <laughs> like, what's his beef over? Unless Jack Harlow stole Megan Fox from him. I like, I, I like, about. I like MDK. Um, if you if you know what's up, if you really know what's in the deep, you know MGK. You know what the Cleveland scene was like. You know when that boy dropped wild. What? I'm a wild boy. I'm, it's a wild boy. It's wild boy. I'm a I, wild boy. Dropped, I'm listen, a wild boy. I do boy. not listen to him. When he dropped, I'm a wild boy. Waka Flocka in like the early 2000s, ish man. That was an anthem for the for the youngins, let me tell you. MGK has Ohio. done a lot for that scene, for Ohio. He really has. People don't know this. Yeah. But in the beginning, he did. And, of course, he had label issues, whatever. He had, um, you know, like mental issue struggles, drug issues, stuff like that. But he's came through, and he's become stronger with that. He's found rock and roll, which people hate him for. The only thing I Stop. question I question about him is this one thing. Jack Carlo claimed to be the best white rapper since Eminem. And we'll talk about this. Hold that thought. You can't come in and fight your way saying, oh, I'm really the best white rapper. When you're technically no longer a rapper, I don't want to put you in a box. Yeah. I get you can do whatever you want, but you're making rock music now. Punk, not even it's punk rock music. It's like Avril Lavigne type stuff. So it's like how I you got switch him back like. <laughs> It's not my That's thing. my only problem. You just can't switch back. Like, oh, I'm the best rapper, but it's like, uh, nah, you're making that rock stuff. You know, if you were the best rapper, yeah. you'd be making the best rap music. You feel me? Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't write this down as a conversation point, but mm-hmm. who is after Eminem? Who's the best? I think it's Mac Miller easily. But maybe I'm forgetting someone. This is the this is the controversy. This is the problem though with Jack Carlos' comment. What is he talking about? I'm the best since Eminem, like literally, like 2002, or like are we talking about after like recovery 2010, like that era? It, I mean, like what are we talking I think, about here? I think he's just saying since like the last time M dropped like a good album. So I guess recovery last time was a good album that like people actually okay. loved. So at that time you had like Aesop Rock, uh, Mac Miller, uh, Action Bronson. Um, I like Action Bronson over Harlow too. 
I love the only person from that list I can really pick, of course, like ASAP Rock is someone who's lyrically better than Jack Harlow, of course. Yeah. But obviously, music and the sound and production wise also has a factor. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna you know, go Mac Bragg- Miller. I'm gonna go Mac Miller. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like people who are mad at him for making that comment. Like it's rap music. He's bragging. Like what's he supposed to do? Like say he's too. not the best. I hate that comment. I saw that. I saw some people saying that too. Yeah. And no. People get no, mad. No, at, I'm, I'm people get mad with at you. Oh, you're disagreeing with me. I'm disagreeing with you. All right, people are just like, oh, it's rap. You can just say that. No, 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 no. Yes, it's rap, and you should believe you're the best rapper, and you obviously have to believe you are, and you have to like act like it. But if you're clearly not, you shouldn't be saying it. You're going to look stupid, and hip-hop is going to shred you. Like When you went back to the hip-hop shop, and you're like, I'm the best, and you're looking like Steve Urkel out here, bro, you're clearly not the best. Like Sit down. But You know what I mean? <laughs> but Jack is good enough where people are like, hmm, is he? So he's clearly go. not like what you're saying. He's not that. Mm-hmm. But like... An NBA player will say he's better than another NBA player. And they'll be like, yo, he has to calm down. But it's like he's a top-tier athlete. He's supposed to think mm-hmm. he's the best. That's how he got to this point. It's just like this crazy amount of confidence you have. But if there's obviously a gap, there's a difference. Though, and it's obvious, there's a difference between know? the difference between being humble mm-hmm. and talking about how good you are and just mm-hmm. being like completely like too much. Like if you come in a league, there's a guy who got drafted this year and mm-hmm. said he was better than LeBron. It's like, calm down. <laughs> But, but you look you look stupid, right? You look stupid, depending who you are. But like Jack mm-hmm. Harlow saying that, I see no problem with it. Jack Harlow saying, I see no problem with it. But the fact that people are mad at people for bringing up the conversation is dumb. The fact that Jack said it means he's trying to create thought-provoking conversation, and that's what we did. But yeah, people are like, oh, I don't get why people are talking about it. And they, they're calling it mad about it, but we're just talking about it when every rapper yeah. says that. No, not every rapper says that. If you say that and you and we catch you, you look, you look stupid and we'll shred you. You know what I mean? But if you're up yeah. there, yes, you can claim that. And, of course, you can argue. And is he? I'm not mad at it. But for me, I'm going Mac 100%. But, again, Mac has had a longer career than Jack. And, of course, the fact he passed away also has a factor as well, some sentimental points. Mm-hmm. But regardless of the fact, I'm still picking Mac well over Jack. But yeah. Jack has. He no, really just started. You know what I mean? He just started. Yeah. So we'll see. And another person who recently looked pretty stupid, I thought, was Timberland posting this video saying, I've always wanted the." hear Biggie rap over my beat and today it came true no it didn't this is not Biggie rapping over your beat this is a fake person and I think it's horrible producers should not be supporting AI like dude are you like like with this whole writer strike that's going on right now and all these writers hating AI like Biggie did not rap on your shit man mm-hmm. what's your let opinion me, on that let me I, say this um, I don't think it's it's much of a one-sided argument People might think, oh, all creators hate AI, AI is not it. But in reality, there's people who really mess with AI. I might be like, I can, I, this is obviously fake numbers, but it could be like a 50-50 split. And obviously labels like it. There's some big people like it, like Timberland, who obviously enjoys it. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like it's inevitable, right? We all saw the movies. The movies predicted it, right? This is nothing new. The movie showed us already. Yeah. We're going to get AI, and then we're going to build the robots to be maids in our house, and they're going to come and kill us, and the world's going to end, right? So it's inevitable at this point. And I, yeah. there might be some new legislation that might come out to prevent like writers, songwriters, et cetera, to lose their jobs. But at this point, I don't, I don't know what to say. The technology yeah. is moving in a real interesting way. The next, I'll say, like 50 years, it's going to be real interesting what happens. But yeah. I don't know, man. Hey, I think... It- I think it's fun to play around with. Like, if you make a beat and you want to just see what Kanye would sound like on your beat, hey, go for it. But I saw that some actor saw in his contract for Netflix that said, we can use your voice for perpetuity, like forever, for anything and any future technologies that happen. And like, I'm not trying to hear if some artist 
and this is what we've talked about, how labels sometimes prey on the downfall of black artists. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to sign a black artist from a bad area, make him sign that we can use your voice forever and we just milk you <laughs> after you die. I think it's that's awful. That can't happen. But if you want to do it for mm-hmm. fun, I mean, Hit Boy posted a video of who was it? It was someone rapping over his beat. I think it was Kanye. Okay. Hey, go for it. Oh, that's right. But yeah, do, Kanye. But don't don't try to make money off of this or make this a new way to release music. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear Biggie, Tupac, or any of these guys rapping a beat that was not written by them. Get that shit out of here. Oh, man. The, people, the way people are shredding Timberland, man. They said, bro, that ain't no Biggie. That's, that's a computer. Bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's it's uh it's uh it's gonna be real interesting, man. Personally, I, I'm kind of indifferent about AI. Yes, it's stupid, but the biggest thing is right now there's no monetization for AI. But the question is, yeah. will there be? Obviously, I don't think it can be because like you don't have the rights to that material. But at this point, man, who knows? Anything is possible. Seriously, yeah. for real. And to uh to wrap things up, uh, I'm not a big weekend fan. Mm-hmm. So this is great. I'm kidding. It's not great news for me. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. The weekend is releasing. He says. His next album will be his last album under the name The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty cool that he's done this character for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Dan Runcie talking about it, how he's on like mystery marketing. Like, we don't really know who he is that well, which I think creates a different aura around him than other artists. Maybe we know too much about them. Makes us start to not like them as much because we know too much about what they think current, <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. But he said he might release music as Able in the future, but I know you're a big Weeknd fan. How do you take the news? I mean, again, I, I feel like I'm always team artist. I'm never really the team fans. No hate. Um, it's it's up to him, and he's he's getting burnt out. He wants to try something different. He doesn't want to be yeah. put in a box. So he just wants to break completely. Uh, yeah. And he's made yeah. a lot of music. Like compared to someone like Frank Ocean, who mm-hmm. I have, I always say this. <laughs> like, do you want to look back on your career and say like I only have three albums that are out? Mm-hmm. Like The Weeknd has made so much music. If you want to start mm-hmm. doing movies, go for it. Release mm-hmm. a casual album under Abel mm-hmm. five years from now. I mean, there's certain artists like. Jay Z, and I'm trying to think of other people who release like every five to ten years, and like we don't think about it as this huge hiatus. He just comes to make music when he wants to make music. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I don't even know when he's gonna drop again. But that news brought that news came about um, again. His new show that's coming out like May something on HBO. It's called The Idol with Johnny Depp's daughter. I forget her name. Uh, I should know her name, but I'm a clown, so my apologies. But uh, what came out was basically said, I'm going through a cathartic path right now. Is getting to a place and a time where I'm getting ready to close the weekend chapter. I still make music, maybe as Abel, maybe as The Weeknd, but I still want to kill The Weeknd, and I will. Eventually, <laughs> I'm definitely trying to shed that skin and be reborn, and I think that's dope, always reinventing yourself. And like I said, yeah. it gets tiring, man. Like, I couldn't imagine. I know Ed Sheeran said this, actually. You have a passion for music. It's, it's, it's something that you, you love and breathe and die for, and then you finally make it. And all of a sudden, it's not the same. All of a sudden, music becomes like a job. A job. And surprisingly enough, you loathe it. So it's, 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 it's hard work. Yeah. I can imagine touring being like way too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're way, if you have a family, I mean, how could you even start a family? Have a wife or a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Hey, man. You're That's touring. Like these divorce rates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these divorce up. rates, crazy. They up, up, up. Yeah. It's difficult, yeah, man. It's, it's a hard not balance. easy. It is a hard balance. But I'm, I'm definitely geeked about the uh, show. I'll watch it. Um, I know yeah, it's like the same director of Euphoria or whatever. Um, so, you know, a little dramatic stuff, but I trust let's take him. a look. Yep. I trust them. But Hey, if you guys stayed to the very end, we appreciate you guys as always, man. This was a good episode. I like this one too. I had a little <laughs> bit of fun with it as well. Um, we have a lot of big things coming up as well. I know Adam will be going to a lot of great stuff. Well, Israel, right? Israel and where else? Going to Israel for a birthright trip. So for my mm-hmm. Jewish people, you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give you like a free trip 
and then I'm going to Europe after as my graduation gift. Yeah, you're going to be enjoying yourself, my guy. I'll be out here yeah. working on this grad school stuff. But keep, t- <laughs> keep tuning in, guys. Check out the website. We have more content for you guys. Just make sure you like and support, obviously, so more people can see. Uh, and honestly, learn about all the great things you have to talk about. But thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Uh, anything I'm missing at all? Nah, we out. No, bet. No, we are out. Come on.